Welcome to episode four of We Don't Believe in Beatles, the post-Beatles podcast. Each week we explore a solo album by a Beatle from the point of view of me, Jess, and him. Cameron. Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cameron. Uh, And I am him. Anything else to add, Jess? Yeah, I'm trying not to lie. I liked that. That's a shame. We've largely never heard these albums before. However, our friend Jack is here to guide us through the varied terrain. Hello! <laughs> Thanks, Jack. It's good to have you here. Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, this week's uh, episode is about All Things Must Pass, George Harrison's album from 1970. Oh, we've cracked the 70s. Is this the first 70s one? Nope. nope. The last nope. Week, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we continue to crack the 70s. Uh, <laughs> I was paying close attention. We're almost there. But we're... this is this is from November 1970, and then Classic Only Band is December. Right. And then we're on to 71. Wow. Fantastic. Mad what a year. There's really been was. highs... And it's been cuckoos of blues. <laughs> but now we get to a pretty universally praised album. Mm. Um, I, yeah, it is, absolutely. And I'd say the, the first, well, no, definitely the first of these, of these solo albums to be unanimously loved. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, as, it's as good as the best Beatles albums. Yeah, so yeah. some background. Jack, you've loved this album for a long time, correct? Many years. This was probably Many years. the first whole uh, album post Beatles album I would have listened to I reckon right okay um, even uh, not even like Imagine or and introduced to you by family or... actually I don't know yeah. I really don't know I've just always been aware of it mm. I guess mm. um, but yeah it's just it's just fabulous album do it you really have, is do you have childhood memories of it is it no nah. more it's a bit newer I would say like from you know 20s 20s okay. once you bought your Beatles t-shirt was when you exactly I was like well, I need to start yeah. delving because sure. people ask me so on the what? street yeah well, imagine if they ask what do you think of uh, it's Johnny's birthday that's it <laughs> and you don't have an answer for him uh, whereas Cameron you started you first heard this album this this, this year um, or yeah this year or last year yeah yeah basically it was I thought it was quite unknown to me I'd always known the name All Things Must Pass yes uh, but too. I have heard a lot of the songs before. In fact, I re- recognise so many of these songs from the concert for George because that's a Christmas staple <laughs> yes. in my family house. Whenever it gets to Christmas time, we put on the concert for George and so I mostly know Eric Clapton or whoever, that guy from Jeff ELO. Lynn. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Lynn, Lynn. Uh, singing these songs more so than George Harrison. Yeah. Um, so it was nice because it's fam- to be familiar but also, also fresh. Yeah. Also, I heard this album for the first time two weeks ago. Uh, right. When we started, when I started researching for this episode, so it's extremely new to me. I knew the singles; I'd heard the singles yeah. before, um, but I was really struck by it instantly. And I thought it sounded like a lot of records that I love already. And Definitely. you know, after yeah. doing some research and talking to you, Jack, realizing that it was basically Derek and the Dominoes before Derek and the Dominoes, but yeah. with songs written by George Harrison, and it sounds exactly like that record in a lot of ways. Which I only found out that out recently. Mm. Um, and that is and one of my favourite albums of all time. The Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. Because this is apparently, yeah, just before that, and this is where they, they met. Yeah. And then... And yeah. he came in and stole his wife. <laughs> Who stole yeah. his wife? Who's Derek? What? So, okay, so Derek and the Dominoes is the band Eric Clapton put together after he left Blind Faith. Eric. Okay. It was Derek. called... Yeah. Ah. It, it's kind of just a dumb joke. Blind Faith is just a band that... Blind Faith was a band he was in after Cream. With okay. Steve Winwood. With right. Steve Winwood. So good. Steve won what? Okay, so... <laughs> 
Anyway, so Derek and the... Part of the reason was, you know, he wanted to do Eric and the something, but then they were like, well, let's do... Yeah, let's do Derek and the Dominoes because right. it's kind of he was a bit really dumb. pushing for Eric and the Dominoes, but that's uh, right. It didn't quite fit, uh, and he also liked the idea of it being oh well, no one really knows it's an Eric Clapton band if they and, call it that. And like it's called Layla. What is it called? Layla, Layla and, and other assorted love songs. And that's, so that's the uh, Layla record, which has Dwayne Orman, D- uh, George oh, Harrison. So Layla's a Derek and the Dominoes song, yes, not a, not a Cream song or a Clapton song. No, but Derek and the, it's a, it's a Clapton record. It's just what he called his first kind of solo record, I guess. And this concludes our episode about Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different. <laughs> uh, yeah. And sorry, just I just I can't. George Harrison stole Eric Clapton's wife. No, that, so, they, so they, yeah. Lay- Layla as well is the song is about Paddy Boyd. So even the name Layla, who is George Harrison's first wife, is right. like disguising it, even though it was obvious it was about her. So okay. yeah, they were having an affair. Eric the, and and Derek, yes, Derek, 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 and, Derek, and, Derek Layla. and Layla. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what a prick! Yeah, couple of plays on his record, steals his wife. <laughs> oh god! But I, I'm very happy. Captain's he... on. All things must pass, though, because he's just. I mean, killer. that is something that stands out immediately. Is Clapton's guitar playing, especially contrasted with George, because I think they both have such instantly recognizable sounds, um, but very, very contrasting and very different. And I love hearing them together. It's a real treat. Well, on this album as well, this is the first time George is really using his like slide sort yes. of guitar style, which is like what you think of George Harrison really but he doesn't do it in the Beatles so yeah, much totally he was uh, only kind of getting into it I had no idea Eric Clapton was on this album no wow no, well, I obviously didn't read those liner notes just a second ago when you had interestingly them. enough you wouldn't have known in 1970 either because uh, oh, yeah. due to uh, contractual obligations he was not allowed to appear on anything else at the time oh, wow and so no one knew he was on this record until years later where he was like oh yeah that's all me wow like no one knew at the time which is so cool yeah, and I, it, and I feel can, like you would know but like, I heard it and I was like, oh, that's Eric Clapton. I didn't even know it was Well, that's going to say. You can tell it's it's him. So I'm sure some people yeah. knew at the time. But, mm. Yeah. Everyone was denying it. It was a simpler time, you know. They didn't. They weren't able to Google these things. Well, exactly, yeah. It was It was down to the liner notes. And, and even, you know, there's uncredited appearances by, what, Phil Collins on the bongos on yeah, this yeah, album. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, Ginger Baker <laughs> plays drums in one of the jams. And there's, yeah, yeah there's lots of well, little... What was... Who, oh, there's also the a rumour that John but... Lennon's on the record, but no, no kind of substantiated... I always sort of hear the other Beatles voices in some of these records though like in the harmonies and stuff Mm. like Mm. it's not them but I always but is that just implied because you're so used to hearing George Harrison's voice with those voices especially like My Sweet Lord on this Mm. I feel like it does sound like John Lennon in some of the backing vocals but I, don't, I guess, knows, it's, guess yeah. it's not. But. Mm. And it's an interesting thing I noticed with the harmonies, which is true of, like, I, I guess this is a George Harrison thing, because I've certainly heard it in Beatles songs before, is the harmonies being a bit rough or a bit a bit off in, like, an adjust, just slightly, you know? Okay. You're looking at me like you want to kill me. Do uh, <laughs> Not on purpose. It's just my default look. Uh, do, what do we think of his voice? Because I don't love it. Well, I've he, never he's, loved he's it. never been an... The, the best singer, mm. but this is the best he's sounded, I think, overall. And yeah. he gets a bit rougher later on. But I like okay. it on this album and the Beatles recordings. The next album, his voices, I like it, it anyway. It, it, but I know what you mean. It kind of bugs me after a while. And it's just a personal taste thing, I think. I, it doesn't... It's not as iconic as John or Paul's it's voices. Bit, it's or bit, even it's Ringo's. I mean, Ringo, for all his flaws, has a very, you know... Yeah, I mean, George Harrison could never have pulled off a Bogus of Blues, <laughs> could he? Really, he wishes. Um, I I like his voice a lot. It's I know what you mean. It's not iconic. I don't love it because of its qualities, but I think it fits great within the songs. And yeah, sure. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, these songs wouldn't be improved, I don't think, if, say, John and Paul were singing them in... Do you know what I mean? They're perfect that as they true. are. Do you know that what is true. That is very much true, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay, the first, first thing I thought when I listened to this was, first of all, it's so much more musically complex than anything we've heard from the guys up until now. Yeah. Which is not saying a huge amount. We've got three records so far. <laughs> two of them are in a shed in Scotland. Yeah. yeah to a... Well, basically, covers yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it sounds like a classic from as soon as you, as soon as you hear it. Yes, it's just it really sounds... does. It's musically complex. It's really intricate. Uh, I think Spectre's production. It's Phil Spectre producing this. Ah, yes, of course. It really suits this record. Absolutely, I don't love yeah. his production a lot of the time. I do find it a little overblown, and I think here it really works to the strength yeah, of the guitars. The sort of album where you can be overblown, absolutely. It's yeah. the, the kind of big scale of the whole project. Totally. There's even, you know, there's reports that there were sometimes, a lot of it was recorded live oh, in, wow. a, in a room, and there was up to like five or six yeah. guitar players playing at once. And it works studio. perfect in songs like Wah Wah, or like the loudest songs like totally. the first songs, or What yeah. Is Life, and yeah. stuff Yeah, like I mean, Wah Wah does just have a kind of wall of guitars, yeah. doesn't it? A wall of sound. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. But one of the first things I thought was this really sounds like a logical extension of what came before it as well. Like, it sounds like the album that someone like George would have made after you'd heard bits of him coming out in something or, mm. you know, um, what's the... While My Guitar Gently Sleeps. Or While My Guitar Gently Weeps, yeah, exactly. <laughs> gently Sleeps? G- gently Sleeps, Gently sure. Sleeps, yeah, sorry, it's the B-side. Yeah. Most people don't know it. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's a snooze fest. <laughs> Were any of these songs presented to the Beatles during the band? And yes, you know what's the background there? Because it, it it feels like he couldn't have written these in the six months between. Well, that's Abbey why Road there's and... that's why it's a free yeah it's free records isn't it? So that's why it's such a big album. What because... do you mean by it being three records? Oh yeah, literally it's a three. Yeah, three yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Which is we'll get to that. But, <laughs> but um, it's because he had such a back catalogue of things. Right. But he didn't necessarily show all of the songs to the other Beatles because he was, he knew that they wouldn't get on there. But mm. the songs that he did show to them, uh, from what I know, on the Let It Be or the Get Back sessions, and there is, there's stuff on YouTube you can look up of them like sort of rehearsing Isn't It a Pity and All Things Must Pass. Wow. Um, which is, which is mental. That they and then they rejected they, them. Yeah, well, they were, you know, they were playing them and whatever, uh, but they just didn't didn't come to anything. Wow. And uh, is that did did um, isn't it a pity become Hey Jude? Like, did they poach that out and go, oh, let's keep that? Is no, there a reason that's so similar? Yeah, I have thought that before. I've never looked it up, but Hey Jude was uh, six, sixty-eight. Hey Jude, I think. Okay. So it would have been, but then again, maybe sixty-eight was the was the year the Get Back Sessions were, probably. Mm-hmm. Or, I, just, I don't know, yeah. I just no, thought like, it was a Sort of a, a homage, nod. too, yeah, yeah. Because they've done that before, you know, there's... Um, yeah, they sing She Loves She you Loves You in... in um, what's it called? Uh, All You Need Is Love. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, a bunch of other stuff, too. It works perfect, anyway. Oh, it's wonderful, yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant, actually. It's actually brilliant. Actually brilliant, unlike, <laughs> like certain <laughs> other albums. That's like, yeah, that's the... This, this is the first of these albums that I just... I don't have to intellectualise it to make it good in my brain in any way. It's just it's just a fucking great yeah, album. Yeah. And it sounds so ahead of its time. It sounds like mm. so many of the names that kept on coming up 
in my mind are this and it sounds like a lot of records they're all from sort of the 90s like it reminds me a lot of Elliot Smith reminds me a lot of the Pumpkins it reminds mm. me a lot of even like Manic Street Preachers sometimes yeah. or that sort of like English 90s or very British kind of 90s. old rock and roll in that way kind of influenced by old rock and roll done in a more contemporary way yeah like, those kind of like spiritualized it sounds like spiritualized in parts as well there's these big washes of uh, of sound and and like layers I think the layers really help it to give this more contemporary sound that people even the the real layery bands at the time like maybe Pink Floyd weren't like as opposed to the wall as, as this record is yeah and also it's never it doesn't ever feel like it's plodding along like it's suddenly you'll get some really complex musical phrase or like some little skip of a beat that makes it kind of like pick up to a next level which you know i think in this kind of wall of sound production it can tend to get a bit sludgy in that way and it and it doesn't ever get that way for me yeah no i think as well as being ahead of its time i think it's it just sounds effortless it sounds effortless and it sounds very true like it's it doesn't really sound like he has anything to prove, but it just sounds like this is what he needed to get out at the time. And like, which I love. Like, uh, My Sweet Lord, um, Hear Me Lord, that's him. He's doing showing his spiritual side and what yeah. he's into. And mm. um, yeah, which is. It's cool some, of the mo- some of the moments tread maybe a hair too close to Christian rock for my tastes. Yeah, like, lyrically, really? lyrically, yeah. Lyrically, okay. Just because, mm. I mean, I know it's not Christian, but it just. the, the I think you're so used to hearing that kind of lyric accompanied, accompanied by Lord. kind of cheesy, cheesy rock, and and when it drifts that close, I'm like, mm, yeah. they're just great songs, though. They it's, are great songs. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't oh, matter, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I noted also that it almost sounds like the opposite of the McCartney record that we just did. Um, like highly it's, produced. It's refined. Yeah. It's showy. It's really developed. It's very elevated. And it's collaborative. Yeah, I think it's the opposite to Paul's record in that respect. Uh, It really, you know, Paul was trying to throw something out there very quickly. It was all him. And George is just like, I want to... I want to really put out the best thing I can possibly put and out. He, and I love both records for exactly the opposite reasons, yeah. which is kind of cool. It makes sense because he was never, like, he was always used to taking a back seat, George. So he knows he's got these great songs, but loves collaboration yeah. anyway so he wants to mm. get the best people he knows which know is cool I mean? because maybe his automatic reaction could have been to be like right i'm in charge i'm doing it all my way yeah you know which it wasn't it you know he yeah. did co-writing layla and... you can go and fuck whoever you want <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah he's got his mate eric he's got ringo on it he's got klaus vorman do you know what i mean he might have billy john preston. billy preston maybe john, Lennon, yeah. maybe john yeah so mm. he's got um, it also it it sounds like the songs are so fully formed and they're so every one of them is so striking like maybe there's one or two that, that fall a little bit flat but by by and large it's really high quality it sounds like a guy's bank of songs from the last like eight or ten years that he hasn't been able to to put out anywhere yeah. else yeah um, which is maybe I mean I don't want to uh, to guess ahead too much but maybe it's going to be a drop off in the next album or in so like a drop off of that quality because you're not going to have 10 years the sophomore slump a slow 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 decline slow okay. decline slow I, decline I to cloud nine but <laughs> there you go yeah. yeah I mean the cloud nine album cover though is just it is incredible fantastic. yeah I mean I, obviously his album covers got better and better as time <laughs> went on but uh, wonder to focus more on the musicality um, I think personally that it is a bit bloated I think mm-hmm. if I had a if I had a criticism of the record I think that it this, the third quarter um, is there's some forgettable songs or some songs that I just think, yeah, you didn't need this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, the ballad of Jimmy Cousins or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Donnie, uh, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie Ballard. 
Frankie something. The Ballad of Frankie Ballard. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. Well, I was saying because of this as well, that you, I was saying the other day, uh, Hear Me Lord, I've heard it before, but I feel like I've neglected that song. It's so good. Like from, Oh, because it was hard to get through the ones before it. Not not hard to get through, but it's just like it's sort of hidden within sure. the album because you've got the Apple Jams after that and whatever. So I just, mm. if I'm listening to it, I, I end up not getting to it as mm. often. Do you know what I mean? Well, weirdly enough, I think the Apple Jams, the, you know, side four or side six... So it's yeah, five and six. Five so and, the, yeah, the, the yeah, fourth yeah. quarter, as it were, of this record <laughs> is great. So let's do the third third. Sorry, just have to clarify that. In terms of acts, maybe. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't... Like, I really do think the first half, like, the, you know, from, from the... From the start to the middle of the record is all solid. Then there's kind of a bit of a slump, and then the end is great. Sure. I really like the jam stuff. I I had the, I've actually only listened to the last side or or two sides or whatever uh, once after smoking an incredibly large joint and lying on Jack's couch, and it was probably the best experience of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It was it yes. was quite bizarre. He's had some, he's had some experiences. Said, yeah. You said that about the last time we smoked a joint and fell asleep <laughs> on the couch. Uh, who are you again? <laughs> Not Jack, uh, that's for sure. It was, I mean, Jack wasn't even in the room by this point. He'd gone off to do something else because he was sick of looking at my stupid face. <laughs> but it was quite incredible. Like, when one of the songs started, I felt like I was falling in space. And I was, mm. like, just kind of lying on my back, just feeling like, oh, my God, this is what people felt when they listened to this music when it was first released in the 70s. Right, and then I realised it was a drug cliche. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And you listen to it on vinyl as well. It's just the most, yes. l- like yeah. the most legit I mean, experience you can get. Just, you know? to, just to clarify for the dear listeners, Jack, how much was your um, triple vinyl of All Things Must Pass? I think we did mention it actually in a previous episode. Oh, did we? But right. just in case you missed it, it was 80 quid. 80 quid. I mean, it's the yeah. most I spent, but my God, worth every penny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good. yeah, it's only what, 2666 per record, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if I'm not so, saying. you know, I don't want to. Yeah, my two big criticisms are that it's a bit bloated. You know, I don't think it needs to be that long, and that George's voice. It's not my personal favourite. I think I love to hear him sing these songs. And the lyrics are really moving. I got incredibly emotional listening to All Things Must Pass the song mm. multiple times, especially watching Paul sing it at the concert for George. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. Um, That's a good... Ugh, yeah. Clarify. Yeah. So it's a heavy... Ugh. But let's talk about more positives. Uh, what about particular songs? Like, what's your faves? What, what grabs you? I like... Uh Run of the Mill a lot. So I don't even remember which one yeah, that is. No. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll play it to afterwards. But it's just, which is actually about... Put, put it on the, uh, on on the playlist. Put it on the playlist. Of but yeah, that song is actually one of the specific songs that's about the breakup of the Beatles. Okay. Right. Um, along with Wah Wah and probably other references. Wah Wah is about the breakup of the Beatles. I, wah, thought it was just, wah, I thought it was a silly nothing song about a guitar pedal. Yeah, it's saying Wah Wah, what are you complaining about? All right. Wah. I don't need your Wah Wah, is that the lyric? Yeah. You may be such a big star. I guess he's talking about Paul. You know? Right. Uh, I bless just, him. I, I'm getting very sad about how much flack Paul got in the back in the day. I mean, it was basically the other three versus him in some respects. What did he get flack for? Was the the kind of for breaking up the Beatles? For kind of being responsible for trying to drag them along after maybe the others didn't necessarily want to go where he was going. Right. But, like, he he loved it. He did it because he loved it. He didn't do it for any other reason. And just he's just the best songwriter ever. Yeah, I mean, if you've heard, you know, Kisses on the Bottom, the album, he was also the greatest cover art creator. Uh... <laughs> if I've heard the album, he was yeah. also the greatest cover art creator. <laughs> All right, cool. Faultless. 
Look, I haven't um, heard or seen that album yet, but I don't want to spoil the next episode of our podcast too early. Well, by the next, I mean ooh, thirty-seven down the road. About that. Great. Can't so wait. my favorite song, I would have to say, it's, it's a bit, a bit obvious, but isn't it a pity? There's just it sets the the groundwork for so much music that I love. There are so many it's songs just, and bands that yeah. sound like that. This sort of droning, droning vibe. The like huge swells of, of vocals. And like repetition, repetition, like and slowly building repetition. That's just yes. Like, it also, it was like watching Star Wars for the first time as an adult. It's like, oh god, <laughs> this is what's influenced all those things that I like. Mm. Like it's people who watch it and go, oh, that's what that's from. I was like, the playing in this has influenced like specific moments in other bands that I love for sure. From for decades afterwards, it's quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. Have you Great listened song. to the Nina Simone version of that yet? No. She covered it. I have. Oh, was Look, this the first? It's a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good, but it is, yeah. What do you think of the second version? The second version. version. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of bloating, that it's it's not necessary to have that song on the album twice. Wait, is that song on the original pressing twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the, the, the 2002 remaster version. No. That was there. It's no. very confusing trying to play this record. Oh, yeah. Every time I screw this album up, I have to go to the Wikipedia page and delete the songs that's that why I made it. I made a playlist for the first time of the original. The world Just, needs that playlist, yeah. Jack. I know. Check it out. All right. There's a making lots of Beatles playlist. <laughs> no well, doubt. You can check out our Twitter at Post Beatles Pod oh, to yeah. check out where all of the playlists you'll ever need are all located. Twitter. That's lucky to know. I know, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, so the second version of Isn't It a Pity, I love the out of tune piano vibe. Like that to me sounds very, very, very modern. Yeah, it's, I, that's right. So he was really inspired by our band <laughs> that came together 40 to 50 years later. He's a time traveler, you know. The fourth album. Inuit at the Beach features a great out-of-tune piano. It does, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I really like that second version, but it didn't need to be that. It, the first version is like, yeah, that's the you're version. Gonna is it, it yeah. this album's junk instrumental? Sing Along Junk. Sing Along Junk. It's, not, this album's it's Sing Along better junk. than Sing Along Junk. More justified than Sing Along Junk, hmm, um, but also a lot longer than Sing Along Junk, which, you know, works against it. Sure. Do you think this album could, if it was The Beatles, All Things Must Pass, would you just accept it as a Beatles album, like in sound? And if you just heard it, I played it. No, and said, this is the Beatles. No, you wouldn't no. accept it. No, unacceptable. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like a Beatles record. It sounds like a logical extension from the Beatles, as yeah. I said earlier. But it doesn't. It doesn't have the same hook and like pop sensibility that that Lennon McCartney have. It's just, Harrison's not there, and I'm really glad that he has his own angle because that's what makes him stand out. Yeah. It, really, it really sounds separate to the Beatles. I've always felt that George's songs on the Beatles record really stand out, you know, for better yeah, or worse. Yeah, you think, yeah. Yeah, but they don't fit so much with the lexicon. I think mm, he's quite a unique okay. songwriter in that way. I, I feel like I could accept it as a Beatles record. It would be a, a sideways step, for sure. But, uh, and it would obviously be all songs written by George Harrison. You know, it would be a, it would be the Harrison-y side of the Beatles. But I don't, I don't know if I feel like it's such a huge quantum leap away from from what the Beatles were and what they represent. He's closer to John than he is to Paul. And sure. my favourite things about the Beatles are largely Paul. Right. So he, I guess that's why for me. He doesn't have the like the the, the cleverness in his pop songwriting that, that Paul has. Yes. Like he's not a really, Or the tightness, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't play with chords so much, like jumping across like jumping between different different voicings or different um harmonic choices I don't exactly know what I'm saying here but it makes sense in my head no no, no I, I agree with you I mean I think there are some some quite interesting melodic choices in this record but um, 
but yeah, it's not. It's it's different. It's very different to the way Paul approaches melody. The other thing is, I can really relate to the way that George writes a song, and not mm. so much the way Paul writes a song. And I suspect that you, Jess, might be the opposite. I am the opposite. I think that's why we words. work so well together. We do work incredibly We're well. We're so together. good together. Oh my god! I almost forget how incredible our band is. Why aren't we just doing a podcast? Okay, about I'm just going to interrupt there for one second. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so welcome to the so podcast. Since, so since you guys asked me as well, thanks for that. My favourite moments are on the record. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just made a few notes. I thought uh, Behind That Locked Door really stood out to me as mm. being like a really weirdly complex and beautifully lush track. It's very pretty. And then I think this is where the joint started to kick in, but Let It Down is so heavy. It just feels like you're drowning in the best way. See, that's a bit like that, um, what's that Beatles song? I Want You. It's a, yeah. got a similar sort of vibe to that in like that 60s heaviness, even though we've established this is well and truly the 70s. It's got that like... <laughs> By know, a whole 11 months. Exactly. Uh, it's uh, it, It's got that like pushing the technology of the time to make things as heavy as they as they could. Totes, my goats. Yeah. Have you got any other songs? Particular favourites? I would say of the forgettable songs, Apple Scrubs is probably one of my favourites as well. Yeah, it stands it's out good. quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not a monumental song, but it's really that's that's. I, whenever I hear it, I think of Jack singing it, and it makes me happy. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> In a, yeah, yeah. I'll play. I'll sing it for you later. Great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I thought you'd never offer. There you go. Um, another yeah. thing that that I thought of, of listening to this record. And this is kind of this is something I think. A bit when I'm listening to the Beatles particularly is if this album came out now and if we had the musical climate that we have now without the Beatles ever having existed but you know imagine music managed to evolve the same way um, regardless would it be successful and would it be popular or or is there something kind of is it a, has it become slightly uncool or slightly you know I think it would be successful in the same way like not that it's the same but the same way like lemon twigs were successful a couple okay. of years ago like it wouldn't be like they're not going to be making millions and selling loads and whatever but i think it would i think it would be received well i reckon so yeah i think so and that what i was kind of heading towards was th- with this album is the first time that i can comfortably say like yeah i think it would be popular oh, okay. not all beatles <laughs> records i'm so sure about that i think hmm. that the beatles are like there's a lameness about them, and I say that with a lot of love, but they have become a little bit lame in comparison to the people they went on to to influence, if that makes sense. Cameron, you can't comment. Like, oh, God, I, drive, I just... Mm. You know, I did, does this make any sense? Just like, open the window back up. <laughs> I think, Fire yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little flushed just listening to you talk. Oh, I'm God. just imagining, that now that we've got a Twitter, we're going to receive so much hate. Great, bring it on. I've never been Twitter hater before. Great. I can't even on your personal account, Cameron Cameron. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, Did I ever tell you who I tweeted, Jack? What? I've, I've sent out, I think, two tweets in my life. Okay, tell me. Um, one was to the Prime Minister of uh, Portugal. It makes sense. I was asking if, if my friend could get a job uh, in Portugal. <laughs> She's, uh, she was Brazilian, and I thought she was looking for a job and was interested in moving to Portugal, so I thought, all right. I thought, I'll, I'll get my three followers onto it. Exactly. Uh, and the other tweet that I sent out was... I think I tweeted Kanye, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, and well, you tweeted me. So I tweeted you. Yeah. Saying, what did you say to Kanye? I can't remember to be honest. We yeah. should probably check up sometime because I'm, I'm sure it was gold, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my history of using Twitter. That's brilliant. Do you have a Twitter account, Jack? I don't, but you I do guess I, I bet. Yeah, I guess I better find right? out what that password is. Do you want to tell us what the password is? Yeah, I'll is tell you. Uh, I'll tell you off air. How's that? <laughs> okay. So look, I think we can all 
agree that we really like this album. Yeah, um, definitely the best so far. Maybe, I suspect, the best of any of these post Beatles albums. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but I no. think so. Well, otherwise, <laughs> we should stop now, right? <laughs> well, we're not doing this so we can find... It's not the quest for the best post-Beatles album. It's just... Damn, let's we just for the best. Yeah, let's see how good or bad they all are chronologically until and we all lose, lose the will to live once we get to Ringo's 16th album. Yeah, let's judge them from afar for their contribution a, to music I don't think while we a, do nothing. I don't think there's a few Ringo albums for... Well, I'll miss him. Yeah, yeah, will you? Yeah. Someone's got to. But he's on this album anyway, so it's fine. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And if not, if, if it wasn't for this album, he would have never met Pete Drake, is it, and then made Bukus of Blues. If it Hang wasn't on. for this album? Yeah, because they met. And they just they rushed met, it out. Yeah, it, which came out before That's this, obviously. hugely surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this album to thank. For Bukus of Blues. Yeah. Right, I, it's just gone down one point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we're into point territory... Yeah. On a scale of one to temporary secretary... Hang on a second. Okay, we're, we're going back. Can anything be as good... No, not be as good, but can anything be on the same level as temporary secretary? Do you uh, see what I mean? Or can, it can only temporary... I mean, temporary secretary is not even an album. Can, <laughs> can, that's <laughs> true. I think that by anal- hyper-analyzing our... our uh, score I do this every system. week. I do this every <laughs> You're week. ruining the potential it has to be silly in the future. Okay, okay. Mm. I've uh, already been yeah. thinking a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Temporary Secretary is an incredible song. In fact, it's the top scale on one from one to temporary secretary. <laughs> we, and we and that know, doesn't we, mean you can't be, go beyond the top. That's right. It doesn't mean it, we don't know what the one before temporary secretary is. No, we don't. Yeah. No one Maybe knows. it's the one after 909. <laughs> Yeah, great oh, that. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Thank okay, you. we'll erase this part. <laughs> right. um, so, Jack, should we start with you? What What would you rate this album? It's hard. Mm. It's hard. How is it hard? I thought it'd be easy. No, because I, because of the scoring system. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so if it's one's temporary secretary, I'm going to go one's a um, all things must pass temporary secretary, and I'm I'm up in it. Sorry, I'm what? up in it. I don't, I don't understand. So all all things must pass temporary secretary. Oh. That's the top rating now. Yeah. Okay. So. So all uh, it's is passed. So eleven temporary secretary. It's an eleven. I okay. can't say it. That's, come on, try. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven Pateri secretary. Eleven Pateri secretary. Yes, yeah. I love it. Right. Success. Is that your final answer? That's Whatever it was that you just said. Yeah, I'm confused. Eleven Pateri secretary out of temporary secretary. Yeah. Okay. There okay. you go. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to repeat that. But that is my <laughs> not, score. Even if you wanted to, you could. we're sitting here until you repeat it. <laughs> That's my score. It's good. I like the album. <laughs> okay. Good to clarify. God for that. Because you spent eighty fucking pounds on it. So you want <laughs> I um. You know what. I, I'm in a bit of the same boat. I think it's better than Temporary Secretary, so I'm giving it. I'm I'm giving this like I'm giving it 98. And this gets Fuck 98. 98. 98 out of Temporary Secretary. Oh my god. 98. Cool. All right. Yeah. I give it a nine. Okay. Just a nine. <laughs> Just a nine. Wow. Yeah, it's a nine. Well, that's that's 89 less than I gave it. That's Explain true. Why? Uh, because it's not a ten. It's mm-hmm. not a temporary secretary. And it's not a temporary secretary. Oh sure. so it's a nine. God. If it was, yeah, it. I just, for the reasons I said, it's a little bloated, and I don't love George's voice, and it's, you know, a hair too close. It's not even that close, but it's a hair too close to to religious music for mm-hmm. my taste. 
Um, so what did I give McCartney? Eight. So this is Gosh, a nine. Who knows? That was yeah. weeks ago now. No, it was last. No, it was two. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, 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 weeks. yeah. we've been recording these podcasts very consistently. <laughs> that we have. Yeah. Yep. And you'll hear this one uh, the day it was recorded. Yep. Which is. Mm. Which is yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. How's that a pandemic not panning out or panning out depending mm. on what it's time quite, it is? It's quite interesting, isn't mm. it? How summer has either happened or is continuing. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it was slash is a great time to be yeah. alive. Boy, is it hot in this room with this open window, or maybe isn't. <laughs> Yeah, so I think for me it's a nine. It's, God, um, this has been a hard one to rate, hasn't it? Yeah, I think because if I give it a ten, the implication is that it's ten out of ten. Sure. For every That's this like makes a, sense. So I'm that's a Derek a and the Dominoes level. Yeah. So you still say you think Derek and Dominoes, Layla is better. I prefer it as a record. Yeah. yeah. I have to I listen think to it again. It's really good. So first of all, Dwayne's guitar playing. Dwayne Allman's guitar playing yeah. is you know it's it's. Which I also didn't know until recently. Was he's on, yeah. even on I it. mean, he's, he was just on so few records as well that it's just so nice to hear him contribute in a really substantial way to an album. And also, there's Eric's voice on that record is very loud and aggressive and kind of yearning in a way that he really lost in the 80s records. Um, and George doesn't have that same kind of real power behind his voice that I really love about Paul and even John in a lot of. They don't, they don't yearn enough for you. No, You're it's like a yearner. If you listen, even just thinking of the vocal in Layla, like it's just incredible. It yeah. sounds like he's just in pain, and there's none of that on this record. And I like those records that really run the gamut between, you know, soft and introspective, and you know, really clawing at the, you know, at your your passions, mm. as it were. Have you have you listened to next week's Plastic Ono Band before? Never, never. In full? No. Never. I've, I don't even know what songs are on it. No, really? Yeah. Okay, nice. Mm. That's mm. exciting. I, I have listened to it one time in my life, cool. and I look forward to revisiting it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I remember it being quite interesting. It is. But sure. save that for next week. This is it. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a song to perform. Um, it's going to be less fun than the last few. <laughs> but I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. It should be fun, if a little less. Cameron's favourite? It's my favourite, yeah. Version 1, more so than version 2. Isn't it a pity that it's my... Never mind. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy, and until next week... Blackbird! Sorry, I messed up. Sorry. And until next week... (laughs) Blackbird!
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah.